used to used to drive me nuts. Like I couldn't like really, or at least I didn't really want to eat with my mom and sister because at least once during the meal they would just stop and stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you eat with your mouth open? No, just because I eat I I eat like a ravenous animal. Oh. <laughs> Like a ravenous animal. Mm. So basically, anytime you have like the big eater character eating in an anime, and they're just kind of like going going ham on it, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually eat like that. Well, I've never seen that, but I do notice because I, I do the same thing. But it's because you sort of you sort of masticate the cow. Waifus, Maki is number four. Number four? <laughs> Only number four? Oh. Yeah. Um, the ones who she's competing with is like, yeah. Well, who are mm. the other four? Uh, Chun-Li from Street Fighter, Mamimi from Fooly Cooly, and Masato from Evangelion. <laughs> Misato. That's three, two, one. Who's number five? I don't know. Or at the very least, I can't remember. I guess you guys watched this back in high school. And yep. uh, I remember you guys talking about it all the time, and I never saw it. I don't know how you guys saw it. Uh, fan subs. <laughs> it would be a while before it got in an official release. And the official release was butt-ass terrible. Because, um... Kind of a story with that. Uh, Toei Animation, the folks who put it together, tried to get in on the uh, U.S. release of it. They worked alongside uh, Guineon. And from what I heard, the subs for it were notoriously bad. The, uh... The... One of the DVDs, I don't know which one, but at least one of them had this like really messed up uh, sort of chapter select thing where you couldn't really select uh, scenes. You just kind of went from episode to episode. I don't know if that was how it was made or if it was a bug. And they didn't even finish releasing them. I think they got like 12 episodes in and then just kind of gave up. Wasn't Cowboy Bebop like that, though? You just choose your episode on the DVD? Um, It may have been but uh this kind of i want to say this came out in the time where that was kind of archaic also i thought it was genon yeah oh 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 yeah Ginion. um it, it might be genon i don't know that's just how is i it, read it what does it mean i have no idea I was like, <laughs> it's genon. but anyway yeah i didn't i remember you guys talking about like i knew it involved some kind of kicking and jumping in mm-hmm. the air 
<laughs> what I didn't know was that it had a lady protagonist who yeah. I really like. Yes, I want to make babies with her. But uh, yeah, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by that. And I, know, I think overall, this kind of this is definitely up in the top ones that we've watched so far. Like, mm-hmm. For me, it like strikes a a really good balance of like comedy and action mm-hmm. and fun, and like the characters being really likable. Yeah, there's a very I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is. There's this a, a distinct uh, amount of silliness to it that it, uh, yeah. makes it kind of cute. Yeah, it kind of balances it with some serious moments, too, but not too mm-hmm. serious, but they take the fighting seriously, which I appreciate. Yeah, it almost feels like two different worlds. Joe, what was your experience coming back to this? Still awesome, still great. And the thing that just sticks out to me the most, like Mike had said, is that there's a female lead. And which, I mean, it's just it's so different, too, because even with all the new anime coming out, Nowadays, you just don't see this kind of thing anymore. It's really just, there's always a lead guy and he's got a whole bunch of women all around him. And that's pretty much how it works. There's never this kind of setup where it's a female lead and all the other characters are kind of following her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um something to that. And like one of the reasons why I really like this. But uh, before I go into that, you mentioned you don't really see animes like this before. And before i mean you don't really see animes like this anymore and yeah. some of that is because you, you don't really get like serious business uh martial arts or just fight shows now as close as you get are the uh shonen animes shonen mangas and those are like more dbz naruto one piece style type thing hmm it's not really, it's either not grounded nor has a focus on really how the characters fight. It's more like superpower based. Yeah, I was going to say that this yeah. kind of reminded me of One Punch Man a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> does have a sense of spectacle and escalation to it. Yeah, and just that she's undefeated and stuff. She's mm-hmm. like the champion. She still does get hurt, though, and I actually kind of like that. She's not this superhuman person. She's just a fighter. And yeah. It's like all, yeah, it's like all other fighters. They get hurt, and they have to improve. So I, I really love that. Yeah, I mean, she does have something going for her in the sense that her her very unique fighting style basically allows her to employ both off- offense and defense simultaneously. She avoids getting hit more often than her opponents but she still she can still take one and she gets rocked and as the show goes on you know she'll she'll take some serious hits over the course of this and uh that leads me to something i really like about this anime um one problem you sometimes run into where you have like a show that focuses on fighting like this and this isn't just anime this is film tv what have you is is there's a there can be a, a very strong discomfort with seeing a woman get hurt, specifically take a, the kind of hit she would in a fight. And what can sometimes happen due to this, as much as I like Joss Whedon, he is guilty as fuck of this, is you have a chick wandering around this fighting with people twice her size who just looks like a, you know, who's depicted like a total ubermensch, just kind of completely overkills somebody, takes one hit at best, and it... 
can pull you out. This isn't to say I want to see women getting like screwed up, but like what Airmaster does that a lot of shows kind of struggle with or just can't do is they very much make Maki feel like she's on equal footing with uh, a lot of these fighters. And it's not even, uh, you, it doesn't even require as much of a suspension of disbelief because she's a goddamn Amazon on top of her actual skill. Uh, right. The show doesn't shy away from her taking a hit, and what I appreciate more than that is that it doesn't feel the need to keep anyone pretty as the fights go on. Yeah. Like, everybody comes out of this with a messed up face, and it just kind of makes yeah. the fights more real and sells the impact. Yeah, she... It's that uh, classic anime tape over the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how you know it, someone's a scrapper. Yeah. <laughs> But they're still yeah, it, friendly and approachable. Yeah, I mean, and she is. I mean, that's another thing I, I like about her, too, is that even though she is a fighter, it, she, she's not incredibly intimidating. She's just, she just seems like another one of the people in her little posse or whatever you want to call that little group of people who are always following her around and everything. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she just seems like someone that you want to hang out with kind of thing. So it's, yeah. yeah. She seems like, really uh, seems like a, a normal kid, like, you know, everyone's got their talents, but if you're a teenager and you go to a new school, it's going to be a little hard to adjust, which mm-hmm. honestly hasn't doesn't seem like it's been that hard for her to adjust since, like, she's already got a giant crew. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but, uh, but it's still, like, you see little moments where she'll, like, I don't know, get shy or, or embarrassed about things. Mm-hmm. Or be hella hyped because her friends think she's pretty in her swimsuit. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's what's like the, the one girl? She's got like the huge boobs. Oh, like Mina. Yeah, yeah, she's like her yeah. ultimate cheerleader or something. I mean, oh uh, yeah. Oh, she's well, in love with her. Yeah. yeah. I I I wonder about the time this was made because I'm wondering if they'll pull the trigger on that romance. Um, it seems like they. Yeah, it's weird. In, in in a way, this kind of feels like it was made before its time because it's not using Mina's boobs as fan service so much as comedy. Yeah. Um, I feel kind of like, in the case of Mina and Renge, that tiny, freaky kid, um, they're making fun of two tropes that like only grew within anime. Like... That being uh, the fan service character and the Moe Blob, neither of which are depicted as appealing here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought they were. I both like. I like their characters. I well, know. no, they're they're fun as characters, but those aspects of their characters aren't like made to get your motor running, so to speak. Uh, uh, Renge being childish is depicted as being annoying. Whereas uh, Mina's boobs are depicted more as ridiculous and in some cases even obnoxious rather than sexy. Uh huh. What do you mean by the, the kid? Like, as um, opposed to where it's gone today. Because she reminds me of the, uh, the little one from uh, uh, Oron. Yeah well, yeah, well, in that case, they're funny. The thing is, is um, what I'm talking about is uh, what's referred to as a Moe, or Moe, or the Moe archetype. Um, for me, it kind of works in three phases, and I think this sentiment is uh, echoed across the internet. 
Um, I, gotta, I guess I gotta explain moe now. Uh, so the word itself, moe, uh, speaks. I think it kind of literally means like fire burning or something like that, but it has a connotation for like passion, like a fire within you. Uh, it uh, ended up being attached or getting another connotation when with people referring to like being moe for something, and that's something more often than not ended up being uh, <laughs> cute girls, this was a cute tiny girls with like big eyes you know that stupid anime over the top animu crap um so yeah the, the word with a connotation got another connotation and the word got exclusively associated with uh, the cute girls at phase one moe just means you know you really happen to like cute things it might not even just be girls at step two what moe is speaking to is kind of invoking maybe like a protective instinct over the cute thing. Like, I guess like a parent or something. And at step three, it gets creepy because step three is when the sex feelings come in (laughs) and you want to fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. And much like how people look at like bronies and think, oh yeah, you're you're just a fucking furry. You want to screw those things. A lot of people hear, a lot of people who know what moe is or have an inkling hear that and think, oh okay, you just want to you you want to fuck it, fucking pedophile. <laughs> um, the thing about it, and the reason why there's so much hostility towards it, is that um, after anime kind of like fell in around 2007, 2008, there was a big boom and then a bust. Uh, the animations companies were like, okay, we still got to keep pumping out stuff at this pace, but we got to make sure we got to be, you know, absolutely certain we're going to get our money. So what they do is they start catering towards the hardcore otaku. Now, normally you'd have a couple of shows any given year that were for those uh, serious business otaku. They'll, you know, they'll live it, you know, live it, breathe it, sleep it, die in it type types. Um, more and more shows were being pumped out either with elements geared towards them or just made specifically for them because you were more likely to get your money back. Moe became one of the uh, more infamous uh, instances of that, not only because it was just kind of like being wedged in the things that didn't need it and taking up a lot of space, but you also had that potentially creepy element of, okay, how many of these people watching this are actual pedophiles? Now, I say all that to come back to Renge and my statement that uh, this show has a lot of elements that are kind of before their time. It's like, before Moe really became the Dread Spectre that it is today, you have this character who I feel like is meant to kind of lambast those elements. Because in those Moe elements, she's annoying. But outside of them, she's actually pretty cool. I didn't find her annoying. That she was just funny. It's more, uh, it's just meant to be obnoxious. Like she, anytime yeah. she's supposed to be acting childish, the kind of thing that the Moe fans would find cute, it's intentionally obnoxious. This really loud, <laughs> and her crying is kind of grating. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about this sort of thing before. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's quite the same thing, but we were talking about how, uh, I guess during that period when people were making shit specifically to sell, like, merch alongside it, like... Oh, yeah, I think it was during Onagai Teacher. Yeah, yeah. That the the characters in there, um, 
like a lot of the characters in there weren't specifically made to sell merch as much as further the story. And you know, I think this this anime kind of falls into that category. Uh, yeah, everyone doesn't feel like they're made to sell you some shit to the degree that unfortunately some of them kind of fall into the background. You like the brown girl? Yeah, the Gangaro girl and the other girl. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I like the the brown girl. She's got a. She's allowed to have a bit more personality. Yeah, and then there's a forum girl, right? Hmm. Forum girl. Forum girl. Yeah, the one who's always on forums on her phone. Is that the blonde girl? Oh, that's the blonde girl. Yeah, she's yeah. like the straightest of the straight men in that group. <laughs> well, all of them were pretty were pretty great. I, I like how just they all have their own personalities, and it's just always so encouraging for her and just <laughs> watching out for her. They create a very uh, they create a very strong group dynamic. I mean, yeah. regardless of any negatives I've said, that the was it five six of them as a whole are pretty fun to watch. Yeah, especially during the fights too. I mean, as Maki's doing her thing, they're all back there, kind of just you know just cheering for her or freaking out for her or mm-hmm. just you know analyzing what's going on and and even even like the people she ends up fighting. I like how they all have their own special thing going on. Yeah. The Luchador. Yeah. Lucha Master. Yeah, I like that he takes his mask off and, and then he's got it's just mask. It's just another Luchador mask. Yeah, it's like you have yeah. you have the nice guy mask and then you have the serious mask, the, the aggressive one, mask. Is one supposed to be like a secret identity? <laughs> um great. I don't know. I guess they're just supposed to like speak to his uh demeanor or his feeling at the time because one has a with the first mask has a very unassuming face just kind of looks like he's going doo, doo, doo. and then he takes the other one off and he looks mad um there is actually a japanese wrestler right now who does something similar where he'll like wear a second mask coming to the ring and when he actually starts he takes off takes that one off and the normal mask reveals him as being actually kind of scarier looking. Like he has another mask underneath? Yeah, he has another mask underneath. It shows a bit more of his face. And uh, I think he wears colored eye contacts. And he's also one of those wrestlers that spits like like crazy mist at people. So <laughs> the inside of his mouth will be like green or black. He looks like a kind of like a monster. By the time he takes that mask off. What is his name? Bushi. I can I can send you a link of like sort of like a like a little basically like a highlight reel. He's pretty good. He's part of my he's part of my favorite stable in New Japan right now. Oh, he's a Japanese wrestler. Yep. So what's the whole thing about spitting stuff? What mist? What? Yeah, it's 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 uh, one of the gimmicks, not necessarily exclusive to Japan, but I think kind of started out there. Um, what they'll do is they'll take like something, maybe like a food coloring of some sort, and either mix it in with some water or maybe like I think there's some parts of your neck you can push on to kind of activate your uh, saliva glands. 
and uh, they'll kind of like spit it out. It's kind of like the spitting out the mist is sort of like on the same or in a similar level as like kind of like hitting your opponent with a chair when the referee's not looking. It's uh, like a dirty tactic. So a lot of the bad mm. guy wrestlers would use it out there. I feel like I've seen that happen out here. Like I remember seeing mm-hmm. it in video games and being like, "Why are they do that?" Yeah. Well, a lot of it um, is would come from Japanese wrestlers coming to the states for like work with another promotion. Um, I guess minor tangent. What a lot of uh, companies would do, especially before the internet, is they would like bring wrestlers from other promotions in. So, uh, guys working for the same company didn't have to, like, beat each other over and over and kind of lose their appeal. They could, uh, beat other wrestlers, look good, and not, like, have to make the other guy look bad because of it. Meanwhile, it, you know, it doesn't matter so much that these, like, guys from another company are getting beat because no one in the company there and knows about it. And then, you know, you get to trade. Then you have the American guys go up to Japan, do the same thing. And everybody benefits, and you get to see wrestling from other parts of the world. Wow. Sounds like fun. (laughs) That was my shit back in the day. Uh, Yeah, um, Lucha Master is very much the, uh, I want to say very much the Japanese luchador. He's, uh, very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> then what was it? Then it was the guy with the staff slash nunchuck thing. Uh, it's a uh, three-section staff. Yeah, that's what it was. And there was Death Fight was okay. And then there was Jackhammer Man. I like that fight. <laughs> Joe, Joe you, for, you forgot about the most insane of like the four or five opponents Maki faces, which is uh, the master of BMX Kung Fu. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. That was kind of amazing. Like it's I, silly. I, I can't say for certain if I ever had like thought about that, like using my bike like a weapon. But I couldn't have come up with like the number of moves they have this kid do over the course of the series. <laughs> uh, seems like. Uh... I thought that was interesting because it set me on because I accepted and thought it was cool that it was like oh she used to be a gymnast and now she's a martial artist but she's kind of still does gymnastics so that's really neat but then like them showing that it just makes me wonder what else they're gonna do like yeah. what else fine like, like what else are you gonna what other kinds of crazy shit are you gonna put in front of me. <laughs> mm. So I was trying to pin down like what exa- what type of fighting style she has. It seems obviously it's grappling. I know that wrestling kind of ish, but where is it? Where does it fall in? Um, I mean, I'm trying to. Some of that's going to be explained, but ultimately it's unique to her. It's just a, yeah. an amalgam of abilities she has. Uh, the primary of which is gymnastics. They do elaborate on. Uh, what else she knows in uh, future episodes, however. Ish. Yeah, I was trying to like just trying to compare it to something, but it's, reality, it, it, it is distinctively her style. Mm. 
reminds me of like Chun Li and like I don't know Capoeira and she mm. flat out does the spinning bird kick at least like two times in this. Yeah, she does the the handstand kicks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, really of like all the stuff she does. I guess my favorite technique is uh, what her friends dub the the air spin driver. At least my favorite technique up until this point. <laughs> but uh, I think my favorite just effect in general is anytime somebody looks up and she's like in the air kind of twirling. She just comes crashing down, 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 down. So you had never seen this anime before until now? No. I All had right. Not. But I'm into it. Yeah. Like he was saying there's not, not just an anime, but I guess we still have, we still have action guys that do like kung fu and shit. But there's no like it's not the central focus. It's always like a tool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there was there was Baki. There's uh, I mean, heck, even um, well, I guess you can't really say. Ashitano Joe, that's more. Well, Ipo, yeah, I guess you can say that. Ashitano Joe, Ipo. But I can't really think of any other. Yeah, like back in the day, you would get at least one serious business martial arts focused show, like uh, Mm -hmm. History's Strongest Disciple or um, Baki, Ipo, like you said. Something like this would come out. Um, But yeah, you don't really get that anymore. Like they started, you know, showing up less and less fewer and fewer and now it's kind of like you're lucky if you get one a year <laughs> i wish there were more movies you know like blood sport yeah i do kind of miss that yeah that's i guess that's one thing to be said is that it's not just um it's not just an anime it's kind of it's kind of epidemic everywhere mm. but we've talked a bit about that yeah i do miss it well, you don't even you don't even really get it <laughs> once a year. I mean, what really seems to be dominating anime right now is just the whole crazy way out there, you know, I'm a superhuman person destroying and killing everything type of anime. Yeah. You know, there's really there's no <laughs> they're not That's... really focusing on something particular and really breaking it down and analyzing it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's all you really get in regards to action. And then from there it's just like, okay, here's your Moe blob, here's your two mech shows, one of which is probably Gundam related. Um Yeah. Well I I mean you do get some of those anime like the ones with the oh my god, what is it? The cooking, the one we had watched before. Oh yeah, uh, like uh, Food Wars. Yeah, like Food Wars, and there's, there's that swimming one that's become really popular. That's that's not really the... that's not even like shonen though. Like, what, what, I tried what, watching it. The reason why I say yeah. it's not really shonen, it's mm. a fan service show. It just happens to be a fan service show where all the fan service is on guys. <laughs> but I mean, like. Like, uh, okay, well, I haven't watched it yet, so I'm just based off what I've seen on trailers and whatever. So you said you have tried watching a little bit. Do they, obviously it's about the guys, but I mean, yeah. do they really try and even talk about the swimming aspect of it all? Or not no? really. No, there's not? some okay. There's some jokes about the personalities mm-hmm. of the characters. But basically what they're doing is, um, like, they're taking the swimming thing. That's the reason they have the dudes walk around naked with their muscles glistening and shit (laughs) Um, that's why they're doing it and and was it well one thing that's kind of um 
common with a shonen manga are like the rivalries and how passionate guys get in pursuing it. Yeah. They're kind of using that as kind of like the yaoi ship tease type deal. So like they're screaming yes. out the guy's name. And they're like, I will defeat you. Ah! Except they're all up in each other's faces and naked. And it's like, okay, this shit is gay. <laughs> and it, 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 it's fine for it to be gay, but this is not in that not gay in that way that's like honest and actually for gay people. This is gay in that way that like Fujoshi are straight fapping. <laughs> all right uh so well i guess i mean there are some other animes like for uh around baseball and soccer yeah there's I, some those sports are shows out. that yeah. kind of like hold to that kind of keep that um both the focus and the kind of fire that shows like this have you know that have that element that really kind of riles you up um, you'll find that in the handful of sports shows that make it through. Uh, the last one I watched that really got me like pumped was uh, Kuroko's Basketball. Oh, basketball! Yeah, it's a basketball show, but it's like it's good as sh- it's good as hell. <laughs> like they're releasing some compilation films, which we're gonna watch at some point this year. Oh, basketball! That's great. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Um, the only other anime that I could think of that they were that goes super crazy in you know depth on whatever the topic was like your cower no go when they were talking about go yeah they were just going crazy deep on that but yeah but yeah I mean it's it's not, it's not a ton of that kind of in this and airmaster but it's mm-hmm. still I like that they do a little bit of it and it just balances nicely with the humor and the characters and it just makes it fun to watch. Yeah. It'll make you want to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. So you guys would be down for continuing to watch this. Absolutely. I love yeah, this. definitely. I love the sound. I love the okay. Sound. This could be like one of the things we kind of uh, alternate with alongside Hero Academia then. I'm fine with that. I love this anime. Cool. I want to be an Air Master. There can only Something. be one Air Master, Joe. Someday. Someday. And I will marry her. Gotta get start to practice in those back lips, Joe. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, already have a bad back. Guess I'm pretty much screwed. You were pretty agile before that happened. <laughs> oh. You heard it here, folks. If you're facing down Joe in a fight, go for the back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll be out of commission. Have you tried yoga, Joe? I have tried yoga, but it hurts even more because the poses you got to do are excruciating. Well, it, it hurts when you're doing it, but it's supposed to provide some relief after. It does, but only if you keep doing it. I it see, like and it's just kind of like, like motivating yourself for that kind of pain on a daily basis or even like every other day or something. It's kind of like, yeah, I can see why. No, it, it does. It will actually help you, but good God, does it hurt the first few times? Yeah, just, I'd say try it at very least because it seems like the uh, positive effects you're going to get from it are more on a long term type deal. Like once you make a habit of it, you're probably going to see your back get a lot better. But it's going to take maybe that first month or so of just being like, oh God, this is going to suck. There'll be lots of crying 
so much time. But the so other thing pain. is, is you'll it'll probably improve your health overall. This is true. Like, there'll be benefits outside of just kind of like getting through the back issues. Breathe better. <laughs> Sleep right. better. Yeah. Maybe even shit better. Yeah, well, wow. uh, yes, I don't know about that one, but sure, why not? All around good times. Yeah. One thing I, I did love about Air Master, though, is that, like, you know, like, like you were saying, how people look up. I just love the scenes that when she takes off into the air, mm-hmm. and everyone is just in such amazement, they all kind of just look up with their mouths dropped. It's yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, the, um, it's so incredible. What I was trying to say before about uh, when you see her specifically twirling through the air, it um, actually. Like it might seem like some weird fetishy fan service thing to have her do the majority of her fights in her school uniform, mm. but the skirt actually adds to that twirling effect. It creates, uh, I guess, like just gives it a sort of visual flair and uh, plays up the spinning a bit more, which isn't just for effect. She actually uses it to do that, like uh, spinning bird kick and uh, initiate other moves. Uh, it just looks cool as shit, especially when they also do the uh, sort of uh, eye trail type thing. Yeah, like I don't think they've done it. I don't think they've done it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think they've done it too much in these first four episodes, but it's be- gonna. It kind of becomes a trademark of the series, and a lot of shows that are focused on fighting, specifically martial arts, um, there will usually be some sort of physical or visual, I should say, indicator of uh, fighting spirit, so to speak. Like, when folks are seriously into it, you'll see that. And yeah. that trail of light coming from the character's eyes is uh, it for this show. And it looks pretty cool, damn near every time they do it. And it's just hypnotic. <laughs> if you look at it. Is like whoa. Mm-hmm. You don't want to look. You don't want to look away, and then she slams down on your face, and then you're yeah. done. <laughs> you're but caught this, in the trance. You know, the show made me miss, and made me. I don't think there was an anime of it, but there should have been. It reminded me of Rival Schools. Um, uh, it's in a similar vein. It's not quite the full-on um, high school fight show. Which yeah. uh, we were gonna do a theme month on, but we will just kind of, <laughs> we'll still kind of get to it. it. It's no longer theme months; it's just weird, loose blocks of time where I decide to focus on a topic. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of floating around in that in that atmosphere. It's not quite there since some of the characters we've encountered are very young adults. Yeah, but it's still about a high school fighter, which I yeah. appreciate. Mm-hmm. And the the dude, I don't know. It's just like a, it's like a world. Like rival schools was like a world that I thought would be cool to live in. Yeah. Uh, even though you'd be getting your ass beat a lot. Well, you'd be fighting a lot, and yeah, you'd probably take yeah. some good ass whoopings. But also, it seems like the ass whooping any you know the average person can take is pretty high. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, the show just it's such a cool world like that i wish i could have not necessarily lived in when i was in high school but it just i feel like if my high school would have been like 
I don't know. Some it's nostalgic. I think it's nostalgic also because it takes place like it came out when we were in high school. Yeah, when we were kind of like kind of like close enough to it to think, okay, maybe that could be me. But um, after school fight club. Yeah, yeah. The only problem is, is the reality of fighting is actually kind of like gruesome and scary. <laughs> And usually when people fight you, they want to actively hurt you. Yeah. Versus, you know, just, okay, we're going to do this shit, it's going to be tight, and then we're going to go get pizza. <laughs> like, I guess that's what it is. That's where the appeal to shows like these kind of lied within me, was like, characters who were fighting without... Characters who were fighting but not fueled by malice. Not fueled by, like, rage or this desire to hurt or injure or like belittle other people yeah that was another thing I noticed is everyone seems like a real nice person mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's no at least there's not yet there's no big like there's no uh, big mean asshole no conspiracies there's no assholes everyone's just fighting it's like it reminds me of Street Fighter a little bit there is a big mean asshole in that but and the fact that most of the fighters that we see are just like on a quest to become better fighters. Mm-hmm. Or in uh, Maki's case, uh, just she's, she's kind of like an adrenaline junkie. She just loves it. Loves fighting. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the implication of these first four episodes, she's trying to find, like, like she's chasing a rush similar to what she got when she was a gymnast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the way episode four ended at the very end it was that awkward scene where he was like caressing her oh, ear. Oh dear God! Oh dear God! Sakamoto. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Oh, that guy I mean, is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like right there. I mean, they were fighting before, and now. It doesn't really seem like, yeah, none of them are really her enemy. They all just kind of want to get well, stronger. It's that shonen trope of, like, defeat equals friendship. Yeah, well, in his like, case, defeat means I take you up for dinner. Well, well, he's, he's not the only one. Because uh, yeah. Kung Fu guy got beat and then fell in love with her instantly. <laughs> I want some of that. Ah. Uh. Uh, the power. They love the power. And, like, him and Mina need to give it up because she's mine. <laughs> yeah, they all want some of Ma- Everyone wants some of Maki. That's what it's yep. seeming like here. They seem very independent. Like, there's barely any mention. They're like, the closest there is to mentioning parents is that uh, Renge mentions that she gets allowance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like they seem largely unsupervised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Ringe goes out and gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably because uh, this is based on a seinen manga, <laughs> so they're not worried about like a bad impression on kids, since kids aren't prob- probably aren't reading this to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just going. Going in the back alley and beating up people. Love it. Yeah, it, well, it doesn't stand out anywhere near as much that there are adults fighting high school kids. 
<laughs> Granted, part of it in in the case of Maki, she's like bigger than most of them. Yeah. Is quite tall. Wait, maybe I missed it. How old is Maki again? She's. I don't think they've said it yet, but I think okay. she's sixteen. Sixteen years old. Very tall. She could get taller. <laughs> Growth spurt. I really like the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Especially on a crazy supermodel woman. Ah, uh, Sakiyama Kaori. Yeah. You gotta say her yeah. whole name every time. Uh, yeah. it's, it's like a tribe yeah. called Quest. Future supermodel. Yeah, she's pretty funny. Um... She, uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, she can't, her attempts to fight Maki become a running gag over the course of this no. series. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know if it's a spoiler to say, since she's, she's already displayed some ability here, she does improve. That's good. Like, she's, like, her thing isn't just getting comically whooped. Joe, have you seen the whole thing? I have, but it has been quite a long time. <laughs> a very long time. So, uh, as far as, like, Air Master, did it keep going? Did it end? Uh, it ends. It's a 27 episode, uh, episode series. The manga went on a little bit longer. Uh, I don't know what happens past the point the anime leaves off, unfortunately. Um, finding scanlations of the manga is kind of difficult i think there was a while back i tried looking for the manga and the chapters were being translated very slowly i don't know if it was due to a lack of interest by the group or if they just had a hard time finding the actual books uh maybe one day someone will like translate all of it at this point i'd be willing to just go raw and look at the damn pictures because <laughs> 27 episodes, as good as they are, I, I, I want more. Yeah, so they, they never revisited it and made another anime or anything like that. Unfortunately, this anime, kind of like, due to the bad release and just how niche it is, especially now, it's one of those anime that, that animes that kind of risks being lost to time. However, it is available both on Crunchyroll and on Amazon. So it does exist in places. Which mm. is nice. Just like the M&M's. <laughs> they do exist! <laughs> um, ready for recommendations, though. Recommendations. Uh. Recommendations. They made a Power Stone anime. They did. Uh, yeah. Um, anything you guys want to say about these uh, first four episodes before we get to recommendations? It was very um, fun. Yeah, I want more. Me too. More. More. It's nice to discover uh, a relic from your past that you didn't actually experience. I, I love that feeling. <laughs> mm. It's like uh, when I got in the comic books and then started like uh, collecting the old Savage Dragon run. 
And I was like, this is tight. It feels both both new and familiar at the same time. Mm. I just like, I love watching an old anime that I remember loving so fondly as a child mm-hmm. and knowing that it's still just as good as I remembered it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything you guys got to recommend for people who enjoyed this? Rival schools. Ah, yeah. I mentioned something else, but I don't remember what it was. I can't remember. Uh, you did say watching this made you wish there was more stuff like Bloodsport. Yeah, well, actually watching it, I was thinking, like, why hasn't anybody done that? Like, now would be the perfect time to have, like, a badass female martial artist version of Bloodsport or something. Maybe I'll just have to write it myself. There you go. That's been happening to us a lot, hasn't it, Bangelina? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And rival schools. Oh, Oran High. If you like the silly group dynamics of high schoolers. Yeah, they have a pretty good dynamic too. Mm-hmm. Think of it. Like if you want a show about that, then Oran's really good. Yeah. Titties. Uh- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, I have to say. Uh, Joe, what about you? I would actually recommend to go back and listen to the episode we did on the Baki OVA. That, oh yeah, and Baki itself. That, yeah, that was actually a real, that was a good episode. And yeah, just Baki in general. Baki's perfect, and I mean, if you want to go real old. I mentioned it a little earlier, but Ashita no Joe, that's another great one. Uh, also very sad. Um, it is. It is. Oh, sorry to cut you off there, but Ashita no, no Joe is emotional brutality. It really is, but it's still very much worth it. Um, and what's really cool about that is that they focus on one particular element of boxing, which is the cross counter. And there's a lot more to it than you would think. And it's awesome. It's, it's a high-level technique, man. It really is. And just I'll, they just break it down and talk about it. It's fantastic. Um, and then, of course, you know, Hajime no Ippo. That's also really, really good. I mean, the, the Dipsy Roll. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Ippo yeah. is boxing are all good. horns. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of for those. But no, those, are, those are always fantastic. Um yeah. So, an anime I watched recently uh, called uh, Bento uh, features, like, one of the primary characters actually utilizes a fighting style that's very similar to Maki's. Really, uh, watching the scenes with her, it's kind of like, imagine if Air Master was made uh, a couple years back and had a much higher budget. And it's got a similar element of fun to it. The fights, um, they have a distinct intensity to them, but they're a bit more comical, I guess. They're not as violent. And, like, usually when someone gets knocked out, you're more meant to laugh than, you know, uh, cringe or be like, ooh. But um, I feel like it has a very similar sense of fun and a similar melding of action and comedy. What's it called? Bento. We're probably going to watch that soon, because I actually really enjoyed that anime. 
Um, I got a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you can go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I got still remember one more recommendation: Yakita Japan or Yakita no Japan, whatever. I don't remember. Oh yeah, Yakita Japan or Yakita no Japan. Yeah, yeah. That watch that. It's another cooking anime, but they do the whole crazy thing where they explain and go into crazy detail on like, mm-hmm. like one of them is like on a three hundred and twenty four layer croissant. It just gets ridiculous. Is it, that's that's okay. I think I know which one you're talking about. I, I was going to say something about it that would have been spoilery. Uh, yeah, no, it, they talk about some insane stuff on like or, or like the double crust French bread. <laughs> it just gets ridiculous, but it's a fun ridiculous, especially if you're into learning more about cooking and stuff like that. Yeah, know. just that sort of like maniacs drive towards uh, developing their abilities in something, similar to how these characters are about fighting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good pick, for sure. Um, in the area of that high school fighting type deal, a, a manga I'll recommend. Not, not the anime, because the anime is terrible. A manga I'll recommend is Real Bout High. Which, uh, it's a similar, like, school fight type show, except I think the gimmick there is that, uh, people can actually, can legally settle disputes with combat there. (laughs) What's wrong with the anime? Um, so the anime is distinct in that it's not an adaption of the manga, it's actually supposed to be a sequel. But in that sequel, they just completely jump the shark. I'd like to recommend a high school fighting film called Only the Strong. That's not really a high school fighting <laughs> film, but it's still worth it. Um, yeah, it uh, Maki goes, utilizes techniques that are uh, often found in capoeira. He goes and he teaches all them kids how to fight. Yeah, but it's not about them fighting. It's about him fighting the gangs that try to get them to either do or sell drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's similar to Air Master. It's in the same orbit. Yeah. Who is the what's the guy's name again? Mark DeCascos. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Mark DeCascos. Whatever happened to that guy? Um, last I saw, he was the chairman in the American Iron Chef. <laughs> okay. okay, he's getting paid. <laughs> I forgot about that. Fuck, man. All our, like, childhood martial arts heroes are just, like, they don't, they should be working. But yeah, well, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, we long for those movies to be, like, a regular thing, because, like, those were, those were the movie badasses for us. Like, if you were more cognizant in the 80s than we were, you were probably thinking about Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Ernie Reyes. We're looking at uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. and Mark DeCascos and maybe a bit of Van Damme. Robin Shue. Robin Shue. Whatever happened, what was the, I'm blanking on his name. He got really fat and now he's like a sheriff in some state. Yeah, him. (laughs) Yeah, he was around too. (laughs) Yeah, him too. He was there. He was doing his thing. Some of these guys still make direct to DVD shit. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Seagal couldn't really give it up. 
That being said, his uh, wheelhouse is Aikido. You don't necessarily need to be super fit for that, since that's more about uh, manipulating momentum and shit. Well, he's certainly not thin anymore, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll just send you a video. There was actually a pretty good video about why he had such appeal during his uh, heyday. It was funny to watch. Is I like the ponytail. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it was neither the ponytail nor the squint, nor the fact that he seemed to snap everyone's necks. <laughs> no, if not that, then what was it? Like seriously, you can make a drinking game out of like, okay, like uh, every time he snaps a neck, take a sip. Every time he, no, no, no it's. Every time he kills someone, takes a take a sip. Anytime he snaps a neck, takes a sip, take a sip. Anytime he says makes a pun before killing somebody, take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get uh, you drunk. Oh man, drunk on Seagal. But, um, one more thing I wanted to mention before we're out, uh, Mike talking about live action high school fighting type shows did make me think of. Uh, a really good recommendation for this, specifically if you really like the aggression of the fighting and the sense of impact you get. Like, if you like the fight that's, like, about folks taking the hit and then, like, you know, dishing it back out just as hard, uh, Crows and Crows... No, sorry, it's Crows Zero and Crows Zero Two are the films. And those... Those films really, in regards to their fights, really revel... In the impact, those those fights have balls, as a friend of mine once said. Hmm. Yeah, that was Mike. Still haven't seen them. They're amazing. They actually released another one. I think it was called Crow's Explosion. It was okay. I kind of hope they uh, continue it. On my list, I heard they were good. They're super good. They make you want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like oh, this anime. All right, one, one last thing. Um, this uh, the the opening and ending are by far still one of my most favorite for any anime that I've watched. Just just her running and the excitement. Oh yeah, the, in the closing. Uh, the closing yeah. is really funny. It's um, it's a pretty famous band now. Uh, Maximum the Hormone. Mm. They're like a Japanese metal band, though they do dabble in other areas. But it's it was it's just so they're just so much fun <laughs> and just full of excitement and her running and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. just want to say I, I really like those openings. Yeah, I feel like the uh, opening emphasizes the action and the closing emphasizes the comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. All right, anything you guys want to say to the audience before I take my ass on over to Rule Thirty Four and have five minutes alone with Maki? Mm-hmm. You know, that's funny. I was having the same thought while I was watching this. <laughs> About going there yourself or that I was going to do that? Uh, myself or that it was probably pretty good. <laughs> mm. All I have They're to not s- real. <laughs> All I have to say is it would be nice to see this as a live action. Um, it would be hard to do, like, the amount of wire foo you'd need to even attempt to, like, show some of the stuff Maki and Lucha Master does is a... Uh, hmm. That's going to take a budget. You can tone it down. 
Or you could do the wires. I'd say uh, if I mean the kind of budget you're going to want to really do this justice, you probably want to go with a film more so than trying to do a series out of it. Uh, but they did like cash the, the Casher in live action movie. I mean, he was jumping and leaping off everything. So you're right. Maybe it'd probably be better as a film. I'd, yeah. I'd absolutely like see that. if they go with the film route, it probably could be good though. You've got to have like someone who's really looking to like push like the push the envelope with the wire stuff. Not just generic mm-hmm. ass Charlie's Angels. Oh look, we're in the air, posing, kick. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone's got to be looking to like pioneer shit. Yeah. <laughs> opening and closing theme is Synthetic Highway. Please check out its creator, Submorphine, at soundcloud.com slash submorphine. should be The preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Rocket. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also check out Squarion's Flash Project, Project Stick, at facebook.com slash project stick. For old episodes and new episodes as they come out, please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash radio, on Twitter at radio, or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the hosts individually, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Joe is on Twitter at... MAGP returns and Mike is on Twitter at HyperNights. I do not want to have a talk about superpowered Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It sounds like a good premise for a video game. I do not want to put this way. I don't want to talk about superpowered Stalin in relation to this show. Maybe in relation to One Punch Man, if we ever come back to that.